Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we are back. I had to do at least one Jeff uh, intro. He says that almost every time. Fitness Fanatics. Um, we have talked about Christmas. We're going to talk about um, fitness now uh, with Kane. Again, if you have any um, questions or comments, you can text in 402 464 5685. Um, Jeff has texted in a couple times. Hopefully, talk to text. I don't know. He's supposed to be driving to Iowa right now. But so we kind of briefly introduced you, Kane, with a little bit of Christmas talk. But so we want to talk about kind of your journey here in the last 10 weeks. You were our big $1,000 winner on our session. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So what um, what got you started? What made you decide to start at Farrell's? Well, um, for about a month before I even found out that Farrell's did this 10-week challenge, um, I had already decided on my own I was going to start dieting. Mm-hmm. I had realized, you know, I had some back injuries and that was kind of what started it. Um, and then my fiance came home from work and you guys were doing some sort of promotion through uh, Brian. the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's like, we, let's do this together. And I said, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Weird. I was just thinking about that. Now, Kirsten had done it before, right? Yeah. Farrell's before yeah. as a teenager. Is that right? Yeah, like, I think she was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like with her mom or parent or something. Yeah, she just do it by herself. Her parents put her in. Okay. In the program. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So what um, kind of leading up, think back 12 weeks now or whatever prior to your, to starting Farrell's, like what what were your expectations? What did you, did you know about? Have you heard of Farrell's at all? Like what, what were you kind of thinking you were getting yourself into? I didn't know the name, but mm-hmm. I knew kind of the, the program okay. because my fiance had done it before. Yeah. Um, I was expecting a lot of, a lot of boxing type stuff. Like um, sparring boxing? More like a uh, bag work. Okay. Which is something that does happen. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like heavy bags. Yeah. Heavy yeah. Bags, okay. Yeah. Like hanging heavy bags instead of our standing bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so what was, let's talk about the first week. What was the first week like for you? Um, hectic. Yeah. yeah. Getting <laughs> used to, uh, we just kind of chose a time. We mm-hmm. didn't really have any rhyme Yeah. Because like. I know Kirsten has a crazy schedule. She works and is going to school, right? Mm-hmm. And then what? what's kind of like your, what do you have going on outside of Farrell's? Um, seven days a week of work. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So pretty, both of us are pretty busy. Yeah. Um, and we figured, you know, 5 a.m. That's a time where most people don't have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So we figured that would be the least, least busy time. And, yeah. And we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. It's tough. But I mean, you guys always made it work. Did you, you guys both had perfect attendance? Uh, yes. For the yep. 10 weeks. Yep. I know Kirsten came a lot of different times. She came a lot midday, um, sometimes at night. She definitely made. And you were at 5 a.m. quite a bit, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, talking about being hectic, I always like to tell people, um, you know, that there's a saying, all great change is preceded by chaos. And that's week one. Week one is chaos, I think. <laughs> like, you got to get through that kind of that chaos. So you started with a big group. You started at that 5 a.m. class, same class as Mark, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of see, you see Mark um, on Weiler during uh, your classes. You start with him. So it's a big class. That first week, it was hectic. Like, what were you kind of some of the things that you struggled with in that first week, can, if you can remember? Getting used to the bands. Okay. Uh, first yeah. First week, um, just it was it was a different kind of exercise I had I hadn't done before, and it's surprisingly 
uh, effective. Right. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be as tough as it was. So. That's what Harrison says, too. You know, he talks about that. Molly, we all kind of it is like it's so different because. So for our listeners, um, you know, because we Molly said, you know, I've came from a like a strength training background and you think you can come in now what about you what was your background prior to this like did you have workout like experience had you been doing some stuff on your own when I was younger I, I went on a big hike and a part of that I, I did do some strength training so okay. a lot of weightlifting yeah stuff. yep yeah so I think a lot of people come in with this having done weightlifting even if it's part of like strength and conditioning in school high school college for sports or just for fun or whatever and so just for our listeners to kind of explain this the strength training aspect of ferals and why people say that it's surprising so the thing about ferals strength training is um we do use resistance bands and we have resistance bands in multiple levels yellow green red blue and purple and Part of the group fitness aspect is the instructor is in front of the class kind of guiding you, especially those first couple weeks, like suggesting to you which band you should use. And then sometimes people who have like Molly, who have had background in weightlifting, you think, okay, I'm the instructor's telling me to use yellow on these lateral raises, the shoulder exercise. I have done this before. I have strong shoulders. You know, I'm, you're looking around and you have people that you can tell have never exercised before too. You maybe saw them in kickboxing. They have no idea what anything is, what a squat is, what a push up. they struggle. And so you maybe don't listen to the instructor. But what you don't know is that we're not just doing eight reps of those lateral raises to start. We want you to start on a lighter resistance that first couple weeks because we're working on your muscle endurance, right, Molly? Like yep. we're working on building that that muscle endurance. And form. Yes. And all, all those important things where you're actually tar targeting that specific muscle grouping. And it's not just like, oh, the big part of the muscle. It's like, all of the things that support your joint in that work, which is so important, what, whatever fitness level you are. And I think the biggest word said over and over and over about our strength training, humbling. Yes, <laughs> it is definitely humbling. humbling. When yeah. you are a guy that's come in, I mean, we've got a couple of fit members at the Meadow Lane location that... You know, you look at them and they're like Superman and then they get down and they'll drop down for some of those exercises. And you're like, if that guy is only using a yellow or green, yeah. maybe I better rethink my choice here. Right. You know, <laughs> yes. And as an instructor, I'll come sometimes point that out to our members because as instructors, we both know, Molly, that it can be hard sometimes to for one and Kane and Harrison, you guys have probably kind of experience this too. I'm kind of a stickler about it in class. Sometimes I'm encouraging you to go heavier because like, for example, we do glute exercises. And if you're trying to use a yellow band to do a glute exercise, your form is going to suffer because it's going to be too easy. That's so it's right. almost going to be harder to do it correctly because it's easy. So it can be confusing as an instructor. I'm like, don't even grab that. Like, no, you have to start with green. I'd rather have you use nothing than use this yellow band. That's just going to really throw your form off. And then other times we're like, you're really going to want to band down on this one, you know, and I think that can be confusing. And maybe you two can kind of ex describe if that was confusing to you. But um, the thing is like, we know, what's coming. We know what exercises are going to be coming. We know 
what you've done prior to that and how, you know, maybe some of the back exercises that we did ties right into the shoulder exercises that we're getting ready to do. Mm -hmm. So you're not super fresh and we want you, we don't want you banding up super high. Or maybe it's the first exercise you're doing of the day and we're like, all right, it's time to like kind of push it a little bit. So it's a tightrope for us as instructors and for you guys as like members. So is that something that either of you guys have had experienced kind of at Farrell's that was different? Harrison came. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like like you said, some of those lifts. Uh, for me, the first lift that like what uh, Molly was saying was humbling was definitely those lateral raises. Yeah, just <laughs> just a yellow band, and they're like probably go light for this one, right? Because your straight arms out. Yeah, you think it's gonna be easy, and then I was like, no, nah, I'll go green. Right. And then I got through my first one, and I was like already like, oh my god, this is killing me. And then I looked around, and I was like. Like you said, all the other dudes in here, you know, with long arms, like they're they're going yellow. So yeah. Like, I'm just not I couldn't I could barely get through it. Yeah. Um, and then there's other lifts where I usually the instructor will say like, hey, if you made it through that one all the way through, uh, go ahead, band up on that one. Right. So like they'll kind of tell you like, hey, if you're making it through these, then you probably should go ahead and band up. So they like you said, they're pretty good at like vocalizing on what you should be thinking about as you're going through those lifts. Like, do we need to go down or up? And they'll kind of tell you where to start too. So that's kind of my experience with it. But yeah, like there's, there's some lifts you'll, you'll figure out either the easy way or the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And taking those cues to heart is so important because we are the only ones in that class as the instructor knowing what types of rep grouping are we doing? What yeah. types of muscle grouping are we doing all of our chest stuff mm -hmm. first? Are we <laughs> breaking it up so yeah. that you're getting a rest? So I think that that's really important too, is uh, like actually listening to your instructor, even if it seems like they're being unreasonable <laughs> <laughs> but usually especially on some stuff like i'll i'll tell someone to band up maybe on like standing cross chest fly a chest exercise that you can band up pretty quickly on and then a couple exercises later i'm telling people to band down so like i always say like see i'm not a monster i'm not just trying to like push you push you push you but um so kane like how long did it take you till you could kind of stop because there's a point, especially if you're coming, you're being really consistent. There's a point where you start to learn your strengths and weaknesses. How many weeks in do you think it felt like that you were like starting to rely on your own kind of muscle experience, you know, mm. without having to really rely on the instructors quite as much? Probably around week three. Okay. Um, I started experimenting around week two, mm -hmm. but... I'm still not 100% confident. There, yeah. There's sometimes where I'm, you know, they're starting the class and you're like, yep, today I'm going to be using, you know, yellow green. And then suddenly it's, oh, I need yellow. Yeah. So. Just yellow. I know. <laughs> I do that sometimes as an instructor. Like, I'll yeah. Like you think, okay, I'm going to try it. And you like behind the head press is a good example. And mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I, I'm going to try it this time. And you're like, nope, you know, instantly. And you kind of have that space <laughs> to be able to put it, put the, put it down. But I do think that, that strength training part of our program is very different than people who are coming from a background where you may have always done it yourself. But that's the, to me, that's the benefit because you get to, you're learning more about the functionality of your muscles and stuff like that. So hopefully that's translated. I mean, obviously, cause you did really well within your, your kind of your 10 weeks there, but, um, and then what about kickboxing? What were your kind of first thoughts of kickboxing? I, I didn't really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I did some karate type stuff when I was really young. Um, but other than that, no, I had no clue what to expect. And, um, I had ended up missing the orientation oh, of sure. how to, how to use the bag. So those first couple of days were a little confusing for me. Yeah. Everyone was really kind and got we, me. Yeah. Off, yeah. At orientation, we do typically try to do a little bit if we can, um, 
some technique. Honestly, this next session is going to be such a big group. We might not even be able to have space to do an orientation, uh, not an orientation, a technique part. But even if you were there for that part, it's just confusing. The, it, you were there, right? You did that yeah, first technique. It was, yeah. I think we had to double up too <laughs> yeah, on we did. orientation. And yeah. like, yeah, first day I was still in there. Like, right. <laughs> it's just, all gone. Just go with it and you'll yeah. figure it out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of feel like you, hopefully you feel like you have the time and the space to be able to kind of go at your own pace, right? Like, did you ever feel like you were kind of out of place or were you always kind of felt like you were able to kind of go... In uh in high energy places, it takes me a little while to, mm-hmm. to get. Comfortable. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> Jeff. Is, you've talked to Jeff about like the music and stuff mm-hmm. before. That can be kind of. Is it distracting or is it just just overstimulating? Yeah, stimulating. Yeah, yeah. But, yep. uh, Once you kind of get used to the environment, I mean, it was it all went pretty smoothly. Yeah, awesome. So, what were? Do you know like what your stats were? Like how did how did you finish? Do you remember? I should have looked this up. I can look, but if you don't remember, do you remember like inches lost, body fat stuff like that? Um, I could guess. I can look. <laughs> it's fine. I meant to do this sooner, but um, I, I did meet the the they had the postcards. They are goals. Yeah, and I wrote down that I wanted to increase you know the amount of push ups and sit ups I could do by two hundred percent. I okay. do know that I reached that by two hundred percent. Wow. Are you a numbers? You're a numbers person then. You're not because I remember you also logged your food mm-hmm. very consistently yes. and sent me your food log and kind of sent me that. Um, and I would always take a peek at it. But more that's more for your like accountability to make sure that, you know, but it seemed like you were always really good at hitting like kind of hitting your numbers and stuff. So that's surprising to me that you're like not a numbers person. But looking at your um, kind of your stats overall, you lost almost 22 inches. Wow. Yeah. Twenty one point seven five inches. I was overall. thinking that's what I read was like twenty yeah, yeah. twenty one point seven five. Yeah. For yeah. whatever reason that right. number popped into my head. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost twenty two inches lost. Your body fat percentage went from thirty two point nine to twenty eight point seven. Um, really good. And then your push ups went from fourteen to thirty six. How'd you feel that first day versus that last time doing your push-ups? After I hit that 14 uh, <laughs> on the last day, yeah. I was I was shocked. I'm like, wow, I can keep going. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> now, in your first minute, did it take you the full minute to do the 14? Or did you run out of push-ups before you ran out of time? Like sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Um, the first 10, I it took me almost the whole minute. Okay. And then I had to take like a 10-second break in the last four where me trying to like push them out out. yeah yeah yeah. it's always crazy how that can be like it's the same minute you know it's that's crazy that's the thing with sit-ups too because it's hard to kind of sometimes have a sit-up goal because once you get stronger um you kind of run out of time before you and you could keep doing sit-ups I think that's always yeah. yeah yes I still remember that my 10 week when I and I you know obviously was coming off of having twins and all of oh, that. Gosh, and yeah. I was like, oh, I, I'm doing it. And then it was like six, seven, eight. Uh, I got to about 11. And I think we still had 40 <laughs> seconds to go. <laughs> yeah. And I literally laid there and just, you know, tried. Yeah. Just, I just like writhed around trying to get one more out. And I'm like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. But then... You know, I, and I, I remind people of that when they start, when I'm at orientation mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I'm so, I'm like, do not say embarrassed. No. Like everybody, you have to start at the beginning. 
Yep. You I can't did start ten halfway through. Yeah, I did ten. My yeah. first minute yep. was mm-hmm. ten sit ups. My and my son was five months old at the time, and so like I hadn't done a sit up in forever. I don't know. So I didn't have an expectation. Did you, Kane, have an expectation or like a thought in your head of like a number? I thought I could do a lot more. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I think that's usually how it is. If you want to talk about uh, bands being humbling, I feel like that push-ups those push-ups and sit-ups super humbling even more humbling than that minute first minute of push-up sit-ups is how sore you are for like a couple days you're like i exercised for two minutes well not only that but 100 percent because i went ahead and went on and did the year-long challenge yeah and so you do that same testing out every 10 weeks for a year and so I'm instructing by then I am pushing it uh, and I improved on sit-ups and push-ups the whole way through, but just cranking out a full minute of push-ups as hard and fast as I can, I would be like, I'm a mess for three days. Yeah. Like I cannot, please There's something don't about me. that adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I think as an instructor, we feel that too. You get this like instructor adrenaline where yeah. you, and it makes you so you can do things that you could not normally do. That's also why Molly and I have a lot of nagging injuries. I feel like because we, because <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. we don't feel anything while we're instructing, no. we're running on pure no. adrenaline and then we can't walk for hobbling the next around yeah. doing everything else. It's true. Fitness after 35 or uh, I don't know how yeah. old you are. I'm 44. Okay. So yeah, you're older than me. I couldn't remember uh, fitness after 40. It's super fun. But, um, and then, so you're speaking of sit-ups, you did 16. So you beat both of us. I only did 10. You only, you did, did 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. And then 27 in one minute at the end. So great job. What? Yeah. Well, you're kind of making a face, yeah. but really, I mean, if you think about how long it takes to do a sit-up, yes. even if you are, I mean, if you can crank out 30, that's fast. Yeah. And you were like, you're right there, right there at it. So it's, it's really hard to do beyond 30. I think in a minute, Yeah. if I, you're, if you're sitting all the way up and back down, I think yeah. at some point that if you really want to challenge yourself on sit-ups, you have to kind of push it to like, how many can I do in two minutes? That's right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> then that's when you hit that. You that have wall. to find the wall and then try to like push past it. So yeah, those are great stats. I mean, and now when you came into this, did you think you were going to win a thousand dollars? Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to win a thousand because you guys are getting married in August In June. June. Okay. I, I was thinking April or August. I don't know why I was totally wrong. So you guys came into this like, okay, we're getting married. We got to, you know, kind of get this kick started. So did you have that in your thought that like, maybe I could win? I really didn't think that I had any chance. Mm-hmm. So You're, uh, you don't seem super competitive, uh, but it maybe de- it depends on, on, on what it is. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm only competitive if I know I can win, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which makes me really competitive and obnoxious at board games, basically. <laughs> or why you always challenge Jeff to stuff because you know you're going to win. <laughs> well, I can usually beat Jeff on most things, not on pull-ups. There's some stuff, but yeah, I oh, wouldn't yeah. challenge him on that. I wouldn't challenge him on pull-ups, but yeah. So talk about... We just have a couple more minutes here. Um, so you did this with your fiance. Um, how did that work? Like, as far as did you guys eat the same things? Did you because Jeff and I don't eat the same like he eats the same like five things. I would get tired of that. So I don't eat the same. I don't we don't eat the same stuff. So how did you guys kind of fit that in the nutrition part of it? With two people doing it. I would not have been able to do it by myself. I knew you were going to say that. That's what the men always say. Well, I mean, it it is true. Um, No, it is. uh, I do a lot of the cooking. um, Good. So right after the gym, we'll go home and we kind of developed a routine and 
Um, sometimes we just found it's easier just to eat the same thing every day and somehow it's not boring yet. So we're probably going to continue. Yeah. No, that's great. If you can yeah. do that, then totally do that. That's awesome. So, uh, I'll cook breakfast and then sh- she's responsible for her own lunch. I'm responsible for my own lunch. And then, uh, dinner, we normally figure out, okay, what do we need left? How much protein, how much, mm-hmm. how much fat do we have left? And then we have a couple recipes and we even stole some from HelloFresh. We stole some of their recipes. I think that oh, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. great about those meal planning things because like HelloFresh because it I think it does and I've never used it but because when I was learning how to cook it wasn't a thing. But so if you guys have used that um it gives you it, it gives you a little more confidence really maybe too, right? And then you you can you don't have to rely on it forever. Mm-mm, no, yeah. we did the the trial and now we just have the, the recipes yeah. that we can just go through mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. So. That's we awesome. That That's a great you can modify them too. Uh, exactly, pretty easily. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a lot of unnecessary butter in their recipes like <laughs> hey once that rice is done stir in two tablespoons of butter that's lovely but um what i'm looking for is just rice right. you know like i don't need all that so i'm too cheap too because butter is freaking expensive I know, i'm not I know. trying to put two tablespoons of butter in a meal because it's like five dollars for yeah. four sticks of yep. butter i'm too cheap for that so I, I substitute a lot of their sour cream and stuff with just cottage cheese yes cottage oh yeah cheese is yeah the best. greek yogurt greek yeah. yogurt's yeah. good yep. too but greek well. yogurt's more expensive see again I know. cheap again <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, i'd rather buy the cheaper stuff for sure but awesome well let's go ahead and take a break here we're at a good kind of stopping point and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the journey here <laughs> <laughs> 